There we go. <laughs> All right. It, it's really good to see you. You too, man. Yeah. It really I'm, is. I'm, I'm really glad we're able to connect this way. For sure. Um, all right, so you're saying, asking, so. oh, this is this is great. So tell me about the band now. What's what's happening with To Love and Rescue? Yeah, so we released um, our full-length self-titled debut album um, in November, um, and you know, prior to that, we had like two EPs and a single, um, but we were like, all right, let's let's put out a full album. I don't know who listens to the albums anymore, full-length records or whatever you want to call them, and so. You know, we did that, uh, promoted promoted it as best we could, um, you know, and just trying to play live as much as we can, share the music. Um, we've had a big, busy spring, uh, or this, this spring, um, with, I think, eight gigs under our belt. I wish we could play more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, we, we did lose our drummer at the beginning of the year, so we became this kind of trio. Um so we needed a drummer. So my son, Ezekiel, who's a sophomore in high school, he has been uh, filling in for us. And he's been playing since he was in the in the womb, man. Like, it's wow. been crazy. Um, I was in a former band, and my wife, I might get off topic a little bit, sorry. Um, it's called The Tangent, man. It's all right. <laughs> and so uh, we put our, our album with headphones on my wife's tummy when we found out. Uh, she was conceived like that very first day all through the nine months that's uh, so maybe cool. missed a ha- handful of days yeah and so when he was two years old he uh he began playing with pots and pans right in the kitchen whatever and for some reason we had that album on that he listened to for nine months straight and he's playing on b like perfectly and we're like oh my goodness this is amazing yeah well the the drums cut out for about I don't know, eight bars or whatever. And he stops right away and he comes right back in on the downbeat. Two years old. I was like, oh, oh man. my goodness. Like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> he <laughs> you know he got I mean? it. He just he understood. I was like, oh man. So, um, so, you know, fast forward 14, 15 years later and he's, uh, we had auditions and he smoked the other guys out of the water. <laughs> and, uh, it was pretty cool. So he went to Nashville with us. We went to Nashville to do a showcase Oh, man. Um, for some record labels and stuff. And um, that didn't go too well as far as the attendance. It was during spring break. But we got to write some songs, wrote with a girl named Melody. Okay. She's uh, written with uh, good friends with Keith Urban's guitarist. She, she wrote with Pink, Pink recently and things like that. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so having Zeke drum for us for this spring has been kind of... Uh, really surreal you know just kind of a father dad uh, father son moment of yeah like wow like this this is pretty neat so <laughs> when you create started the memories. Did, did you ever think you were going to get him in like you know in the back part of, of my band mind my, in the back of my mind it was like this would be cool like he has the talent to do it yeah. you know and uh wow to see it come to fruition was pretty neat so so yeah we've been we've been playing all spring we've got a opener for uh we get to open up for a, a christian band uh, next Friday called Unspoken. They're out in okay. Nashville. They've got a pretty couple of pretty big hits. Um, so we'll be playing with them on their tour coming Sweet. in through Texas. Um, and yeah, just, uh, you know, grinding, man. Like yeah. the music <laughs> business is brutal, bro. And so it's just grinding it and yeah. grinding it. And, and you, you, 
I want to, it's my real job. I just don't make money for it. So, <laughs> you know, Listen, so. as the, as the son of a self-employed musician, I, I understand. You know? <laughs> yes, you, that's right. My, I forgot about that. My, that's my right. dad, you know, as a, as a folk musician, it's funny you're talking about your son playing with you because growing up, that's, uh, so often I, I went with my dad and, and played at gigs with him. Um, you know, he did a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff with, with kids, um, a lot of children's performances and stuff. So I'd go with yeah. him. We did a lot of nursing homes and, and hospitals and stuff and go and play, <laughs> like just visit and, and play there with him. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, his, his bigger stuff, like the bigger concerts that he did, I didn't, I didn't play quite as often with him, but every once in a while I jump in, but the banjo player in his band, he's a, you know, so it's all folk music and bluegrass and Americana stuff. Right. The banjo player's son is a really talented musician. He's played with, uh, he's been the guitarist for Javier Colon, uh, okay. and so he's done like, he's just done all kinds of stuff and he's, he's phenomenal. But when he was in high school, uh, they needed somebody to play bass or something. And so he jumped in and played bass with them. And the one, the one requirement that he had, if he was going to play with them was that they had to tell everybody that this wasn't the normal kind of music that he played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want any of his friends to see it. We look back on it now and it's kind of funny, like all the kids of the guys in the band, we all grew up together and, and we just yeah. kind of laughed that like, yeah, this is, this is just part of our life, you know, going to, going to gigs, playing music with, with dad. And I think it's great. I love that, that Zeke's doing that with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Fantastic. It, it's, it's pretty, he's had a little bit of influence. He's real into rock and roll right now. And, yeah. You know, he loves Green Day and <laughs> things like that. So I'm like, all right, but let's talk about the lyrics a little bit, bro. Yeah, and sure. you can't listen really listen to this song, so but he you know, he's very much rock and roll. So Does he think that Green Day is classic rock? No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. Because you know, I, there's 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 that, that age gap where all of a yeah. sudden people are, are talking about bands that we listened to when when we were kids right, <laughs> they're talking right. about it as this is a really old band i'm like i remember when green day came out what are you talking that's about right, that's, right. <laughs> that's right like no no that's not classic rock yeah yeah okay that's funny well, that, that's good I'm, I'm glad that that you've you've instilled in him a good sentiment and good sensibility about about what this is yes really and i'm important. trying to get him to venture out as a drummer a little bit more because he's all about the the fast rock songs. I'm like, learn to play slow, learn to play moderate songs, you know, those type of things. Just yeah. be versatile. So, but yeah, so I mean, how, it's, it's been awesome. So how'd you get into music yourself? Um, I always, I, it, my grandfather played in a country band called the velvets here in this area. And, um, so music was a part of our life. Um, he and my grandmother divorced before I was born. So I didn't really grow up with him. Mm. Um, but I knew that music was in our family. Right. Um, and I loved it and it just music drew me in. Um, and my dad listened to the Beatles. Um, uh, he listened to Stevie wonder. Um, my mom loved Elvis. <laughs> so like, you know, those, we, I grew up listening to LPs, right. The, the my dad had a really cool record system and, um, so I, I, I mean, I memorized every Beatles song. I'd have concerts in my room in front of awesome. millions of people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and I, I remember nailing a mic and a cord from the, from the ceiling, you know, pinning it up there yeah. and pretending I'm, I'm playing and air guitaring and all that. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, I was, I was growing, grew, I grew up with that. And then, um, for some reason, my parents let me watch the movie La Bamba, 
uh, Richie Valens, and uh, <laughs> I was maybe like ten or twelve. I don't know, uh, which is probably not wasn't great, but uh, nevertheless, I didn't. You know, the, the music drew me in, and I was like, yeah. man, I I want to do that. Like I, I the the um, the song, the way it lifted every there was like one heartbeat, you know. Especially yeah. when you got to, I mean, his story is amazing, and he had it was short lived, but when he got to the part of La Bamba and just at American Bandstand and just all that, I was like, wow, that's, I want to do that. So it's um, amazing how music does that. Like there's just something that, that grabs you and, yeah. it, and it draws you. And that's how I started playing the violin. I was yeah. watching, I was four years old and I was watching Sesame street and there's, there's kids <laughs> playing the violin. And I was, I was mesmerized by the sound and everything. Mm-hmm. And I ran into the other room. I, I got my dad and I made him come in and look at the TV and I pointed and I said, I want to do that. Oh, that's so cool, man! That and the so next cool. day, he took me out and got me my first violin. Are you serious? Yeah, the next man, day. What like, a dad, it. man! That's yeah. awesome. That well, you know, as a as a folk musician, he's like, "Good, he wants to play an acoustic instrument. Let's go." <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> I'll right. take it. He's like, "I'm going to need a fiddle player anyway, so <laughs> right. might as well get him started now." <laughs> but, no, it was that, like th- so there's cool. something about music that that yeah. definitely draws you in and, and gives you that sense of I want to be part of this. Yes, and yeah, like. It, it, you ever sit listening it, to somebody right? playing yeah. live and feel like I wish I was doing that or I wish I, I knew how? Exactly, exactly. <sighs> and and I think the wishing became very much a reality for me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I, I can do this. And uh, you know, I I heard Bono say once that musical just music can change the atmosphere of a room. You know what I mean? It's like that powerful. And we yeah. know kind of on a spiritual level what what that even looks like, you know. It's like these sound waves are going and God's writing on them. You know what I mean? Like that's just my image of music, right? Um, but I didn't really start playing music until my senior year of high school. My dad got a guitar with an Easy Chord Beatles book, and he was going to teach himself to play like he wanted mm. to, and he never did. And I think got it my junior junior year. And then that summer, going into my senior year, I was like, I want to try. I want to pick it up, and that that was it. I couldn't put it down. I learned. All the Beatles songs I are, had already uh, known melody-wise yeah. and singing voice-wise. And um, that's really where it started for me, man. And went to college and, you know, really started to play in church or got into the faith when I left to college. And so okay, church gave me a, a, a place to play. Yeah. To be honest, you know, like so that's... Did- it, did you grow up with a with like a sense of your faith, or or was it something that kind of it was there in the background, and then when you had to, when they needed somebody to play guitar, and you jumped yeah. in, that's yeah, when it started it, to happen for you. You know, I, I through high school, I didn't I didn't really know how to play guitar. I was still learning my senior year, but no, faith was kind of it was just there. You know, um, mom took me, dad never went, um, just went through the motions. You know, mm-hmm. but. I look back, it's weird because I look back and, and I sense that like God had a hold of me for some reason, you know, this yeah. gift of music. And, um, and I'm thankful I didn't recognize it that early on, you know, you don't always see it right away. Um, but I look back and I'm just like, Oh, thank you. Just that's, that's all I can say is thank you. Right. Yeah. And I remember being in world youth day in 2000 with, um, St. John Paul the Great, man. And I remember him commissioning us the Jubilee year, right? And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm taking this gift of music that I have. Yeah. 
you know, to, to wherever the Holy Spirit leads. And for us, it's like that. those are clubs, those are bars, because we believe that hope deserves an anthem, you know. Like, yes, I play in church, I play for Mass, I'm, you know, but um, we can dive into that a little bit later. But nevertheless, you know, um, that commissioning, man, of just go out, like, um, and it's neat to, to see that that's where Jason Everett came out of, Matt Frad, you know, just that jubilee, jubilation, that jubilee yeah. year of, uh, commissioning by saint john Paul the great i was like I'm, I'm a small part of that you know what i mean like it's just neat um but yeah that's it's kind of how it kind of developed church was a place Fantastic. for me to develop my skill you know yeah um even if i knew i was didn't know what i was doing <laughs> you know so I don't know. Um, well it's interesting I've, I've seen that happen where hey you've got this talent you've got this ability i i need that skill uh, mm. or, or this skill is needed at our parish or at this event, could you come and help out? And so somebody shows up thinking that they're, that they're there to do something completely different and ends up, that's where God really grabs hold of them and gets through to their mm. heart. Right. Uh, right. So <laughs> you get that invitation. Can you come and help us? Uh, we need you to set up chairs for this thing. And someone goes, yeah, sure. I'll set up chairs. And then boom, all these other things happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. You know, <laughs> like, uh, I know, uh, my, my youth minister when I was, when I was growing up, Sean Forrest, um, his, his whole thing was he, he was a musician. He played bars and stuff like that. He wasn't even Catholic yet. Mm. And he was asked to, to play at a benefit, uh, for, for a little girl from a, a Catholic parish and his wife went to the parish every once in a while. So yeah. he, uh, he shows up to play the benefit. And then next thing he knows, he's been hired as the youth minister and has no idea how it happened, <laughs> but he's, he's the youth minister and he's an RCIA preparing to become Catholic. <laughs> and he has it. this massive conversion like along the way, but it was all these little things that were just kind of getting set up and he was totally confused by it. So right. yeah, there's, there's beautiful ways that that's just going to draw you in. Oh, all right. So you totally. start using your gift for music. Um, Somebody at church saw you, knew you, and said, "Hey, get in here and play some worship music yeah, for us." Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to get involved with the student Catholic student organization at that time. You know, um, something was something was missing. I I came from a very dysfunctional home and family. You mm. know, um, abused verbally by my dad, alcoholic. You know, those. I mean, it was um, it was just a lot of darkness. You know. Mm. Um, and so I, 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 was, I was wanting the light, you know. And so my, I was like, well, if I really say I believe this, then maybe I should give it a try. And um, the way I got involved in college was, I guess, my grandmother or my mom, I don't remember who, sent my scapular with me, you know, mm -hmm. and like prayer books and all that when I left for college. So I said, oh, I'll wear this, start wearing it, you know. So I would wear it under my shirt. Well, I, my first semester, maybe September, October, um, I was running late for brunch, right? I overslept, so um, threw my scapular on, and I left it outside of my shirt and uh, went to, to eat, and somebody came up and said, hey, I see you're a Catholic. I was like, how did you know? Like, why, 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 what made you say that? Like, big, you know, Catholic here yeah. on my forehead or whatever. Um, and... They said, uh, no, your scapular. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tucked it in. So that uh, I, they invited me to the Catholic Student Center and okay. the Catholic uh, organization. And that's how I got involved there, which was definitely Our Lady, you know, the Holy Spirit, man, just all those things. There's no coincidence in divine providence. You know what I mean? Like it's just right. the way it happened 
was just, again, thank you. <laughs> that's what I have to say is thank you. Um, so that's that. So getting involved with that is, hey, we need, you know, would you like to start playing at mass? Because I'd have my guitar with me all the time, right? Learning and things like that. So yeah. I said, yeah. So I sat in with people and learned. I just learned. And um, that just, so my skill developed because I was really bad, you know, like really bad. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, you know, I hope I didn't run anyone away from Catholicism because of the music I played and how I played it. But um, depends. Like, were you doing a lot of Shine Jesus Shine? Exactly. I mean, yes. I mean, that's that, gonna, that's gonna scare know, people away. Let's be real. That's honest, right. You know? That's right. Those are the songs I had to learn. <laughs> uh, waves of mercy. Waves of mercy. Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah. nevertheless, I um, were you teaching people the hand motions too and the cross. Oh clapping, my goodness! You know, Not in mass, like, but <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good for retreats <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of okay. where I developed my skill, man, and just yeah. played and and was looking for opportunities to play. So yeah. yeah, as you start to look for those opportunities and start to you're growing in the in the in the ability. Uh, Jeremy, how did you get to that place where worship was also something else? Yeah, that's great. That's a good question. Um, I started to not just listen to the same music I did. I started to venture off. So this is kind of when CCM started to become very big um, yeah. with DC Talk. And uh, there was a band called the uh, Delirious. They were oh, from yeah. England. Do you okay? Yeah, absolutely. You remember yes, yeah. yeah the they, happy song. That's right. <laughs> that's I could right. sing unending songs. songs. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that's they were very formative in in what were they? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Is that that? No, also? that's no. That was somebody else. That All was right, sorry. Um, okay. No, that wasn't delirious. I, who <laughs> was that? Who was that? Um. Oh, it's on the tip of my chin, <laughs> tip of my tongue. Anyways, uh, it'll come to me. So yeah, I mean, they were just ah, I love Delirious, right? One because they were British. I was like, well, I love the Beatles, you know. And so, um, but two, man, it was just a, it was something new. And I think I came into them, yeah, the Happy Song, but then even their like Mesomorphous album, their first kind of album that they went mainstream they were trying to mm. go mainstream i was like oh you can Did love they really? jesus and still play rock and roll you know like i didn't know they tried to go mainstream oh yeah yeah and they did in germany actually they did huh. um with their with their uh mesomorphous album but um ultimately you know they were they were uh, an awesome worship band or whatever however you want to you know ccm band but um huh. so uh so yeah they i i learned they were my music teachers as far as uh, like what we call praise and worship now. Um, I think in the Catholic church, we would call it praise, right? Worship yeah. has to do with liturgic, liturgical um, things. So, um, but yeah, that, that whole, you know, what it means, it, it, it was no longer me. The focus was on me, right? Uh, I had to uh, be a mirror and reflect it back to Christ. Yeah. Um, Do ahead. you find that's a difficulty with, with performing and, and playing like to, to shift from the I'm on stage, mm -hmm. I'm performing, I'm entertaining people to, I want people to enter into prayer and I want to be able to help them through music 
to be focused on God, not on the guy standing in front of them with a guitar. Right. right? That like used shifting to be a, from like right. the performance to, to worship and to like yeah. you yourself being in prayer. How, how yes. does that happen, Jeremy? Um, early on, I think when I was learning all of this, that was hard for me to do yeah. um, because I wanted, I wanted it to be good, you know, and I wanted people to see what I could do. Um, um, and I'm, you know, just being very honest, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. And so it 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 took about a good ten years, you know, to be able to like. Now I think I can go up to Catholic Heart Work Camp, put an awesome like, you know, the upbeat Thursday night or whatever, or, or you know, or Tuesday night, and then come into adoration and lead them in prayer. Um, two two reasons uh, that I think, you know, helped, kind of. Um, decipher those two things, I guess, mm-hmm. um, would be, uh, staying in prayer, you know, and, uh, and really just asking, asking God, asking the Holy Spirit to, to help me through those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a challenge, but it's not, it's not much of a challenge anymore as it was back in the past. Um, and for me, I, you know, I don't know how it is for you, um, celebrating mass after mass after mass, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, I mean, leading people in adoration, um, you know, I know I'm doing it. I love you, Lord, but I'm just doing it, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm like, ah, you know, so I sometimes I have that's I, I, I have to separate myself from music sometimes. Like even mm-hmm. Lent, I don't listen to music like that's what I give up. People give up chocolate. Yeah. I give up mu- like listening to music because I because I'm always around it you know i gotta clear my head i gotta clear the noise um so sometimes it's tough father like it's 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 tough to when i'm leading someone in prayer for me to just dive into prayer um myself yeah Uh, now i won't say that's all the time because sometimes i'm like i forget about leading and i'm praying (laughs) you know what i mean right right um and so i don't i don't know how to yeah, I think that, that that's that. a great moment when you get to that spot of yeah yeah forgetting about the fact that you're leading and right. you're really invested in the prayer and you're right you know as a priest mass after mass uh, every single event that you go to somebody wants you to say the prayer right. and you're like well, I don't I don't even know what this event is and I'm yeah. here I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a prayer about something I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the names of these people correctly you know you're just hoping for the best yeah it can be hard to to really pray and then you have those other moments where you're asked to lead a prayer and and as it happens it's it's not just leading a prayer right there's so much more happening like you're really invested in it and yeah i think you're absolutely right the way that you get that is by staying in prayer right and you're having some kind of rootedness in, in prayer yeah. and and so you're you're really yeah you're staying with the lord in everything and then in the context of leading it's really just your prayer and and the lord is the one who's leading everybody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i and i think i I do that better when I've stayed in prayer, right? Yeah. And when I don't, it's like, oh, it's another thing. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. another <laughs> thing I have to do, right? And it's hard sometimes because I get paid for these things, you know? Like I get paid for leading Eucharistic adorations or retreats right. or, you know, because of the mu- because of my music. Not, you know, I'm not just a, a great speaker like Jason Everett, you know, like uh, music has taken me to uh, given me these opportunities of leading retreats, of speaking, of leading music and mass and adoration and all these other liturgical components, you know? Um, and it's because of the music and, um, 
but you're right. I've, I've realized like, oh, I've got to stay in prayer if I'm going to lead this part of, if, the, if my music is going to be a part of this, Yeah, you know, um, so... You know, my, my favorite moment with you this past summer at Catholic Heart was watching let me guess, you. Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. You got it? You got it? Was it? Okay. Wait. It's either you playing violin with us <laughs> or the crowd surf. <laughs> no, those or are both neither. really cool. The, n- neither one of those was, was <laughs> okay, the thing. Uh, Although you are the only musician at Catholic Heart Work Camp that I've seen <laughs> attempt to crowd surf, which I thought was awesome. I thought that was great. And definitely getting up and playing with you was, was a lot of fun. No, the thing that, that blew, blew me away was it was one of the nights where you were trying to bring the kids into prayer. So mm. we've got a gym full of 300 teenagers and we had just amped them up with all kinds of fun stuff and loud yeah. stuff and explosions and things like that. Right. And, you know, <clears throat> so here, here they are and they're, they're just going. And, yeah. You're, you're bringing them now from that really high hyper craziness, you're bringing them into a place of prayer. And mm. so you're, you're doing that with some music and then you're, you're talking to them and asking them to pray. But there's still the residuals of all of that craziness. And so they're, yes. they're starting to get there. They're getting right. close, but they're not quite there. And so you'd led them in this, in this worship song. I don't remember what it was. And you were, you were kind of praying and talking to them. So you're, you were giving them a little witness, a little testimony, mm. and it wasn't scripted. Uh, it was definitely not on the, on, the, on the set list for Catholic Heart Work Camp. The evening program is very tightly regimented, and, and you had gone off script, which I also love. Um, I love going off the Catholic <laughs> yes. Heart Work Camp script. I know it drives the managers crazy, but it's like it's one of my absolute favorite things. Like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to do it this way. <laughs> I, Amen. I, I love Catholic Heart so much, but yes. there you, you, you kind of went off script, and you saw, even though the gym's dark and you've got lights on you and everything, you could see where that little bit of chaos was still active in the kids. And it's really easy, I think, when you've got some high school kids who are, are talking and not really following directions just to get mad at them and to, and to kind of yell. And you just did this brilliant thing, which was you just stepped to the side of your mic and you took one step forward and you stood up on your monitor and you talked to the kids without a microphone and you just talked to them. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you weren't yelling. Your, your voice was real loud because you wanted to be heard, but like right. you weren't screaming or anything. You just dropped the mic and mm-hmm. put yourself out there a little bit more and it commanded their attention for a second. And then because they focused on you, this is one of those moments where like they needed to focus on you because when they focused on you, then they started focusing on God mm. because then they, they listened because all of a right. sudden the microphone wasn't working. Right. And so now they're looking at you and they're actually paying attention. So whatever talking, giggling and like other goofiness that was there, they just dropped it mm. and, and you got them in. And I was like, that was genius. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> and oh, I loved it because I, I mean, <clears throat> So usually at Catholic Heart, when I get them, it's seven in the morning. Right. And I'm looking out at a sleeping congregation of teenagers who stayed up till past midnight the night before. You know? yes. So I'm trying to give them some inspiration to get the day started and they're snoring. And you, know, right. you had them all hyped up and you needed to bring them in and, and really get them. And just the way that you, that you stepped away from the mic and spoke mm. to them, it got their attention and it got their attention brilliantly. And that's, that's one of my favorite things. So... I appreciate Don't ever that. think that you're not on like Jason Everett level 
with your ability to communicate <laughs> with young people. All right, man. <laughs> all right, man. All right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that that's funny that you said that because I've learned that. You know, I've learned how to quote unquote work a crowd. You know, yeah. both with the band in a performance setting, and both at retreats are are great training facilities for something like Catholic heart or whatever, you know, being in youth ministry as long as I have. So it's one of those things where it's like, I've had this development, you know, and you're seeing the fruit of that development, you know, it's like, well, the Beatles just didn't like, you know, explode after like (laughs) playing together for a week, you know, they had all this development, you know? And so that's kind of where my training of formation of delirious and, and listening to different, you know, watching different performers and speakers and worship leaders and, you know, so yeah, I, I appreciate that though, man. That, yeah. that means a lot. <laughs> hey man, it's, it's the truth. Yeah. You, you've been involved in youth ministry for a while doing confirmation retreats, uh, leading mm-hmm. adoration, praise and worship and things like that. Uh, was that a, a natural outgrowth of you being involved in, in music? Was it intentional? Was it something that you said, I, I want, I think God's calling me into this. So I, I want to step into that place. No, I wasn't looking for that um, at all. You know, I started playing in church. I went to college, transferred back home to a college closer to my home in Lockhart, Texas. And, um, you know, my my college buddy, you know, started playing um, retreats and, and things like that just for the college I was at in mass. And back at my home parish, uh, my buddy said, hey, would you like to help start a, a youth choir I was like, yeah, as long as I do it with you, you know. So we got in there, we did one weekend, and then he was like, hey, man, I can't do it anymore. You know, it's all yours. I was like, wait, wait, what? So he threw <laughs> me into the ocean, and I can't swim, right? So it's like, okay, whatever. And so I did that, and did that for about, you know, five years or so. And then wow. we got a new priest in, um, and he was like, I want a youth minister. And everybody in the community was like, well, what about Jeremy? I just, I failed my teaching certification like five times. You know, I was like, I couldn't, I was on probation and I was like, I don't know if teaching's for me. I was a coach, blah, blah, blah. And this, I had no job. I was just married, you know, just married my wife. I was like, this is not good. Um, So Father Becker comes in, offers me a, uh, the youth minister position and learned as I went. Music again was part of, me being a youth minister, you know, getting mm. to, to still play and sing with the kids and, um, and, and form them as well, you know, in, in Christ. And so that's kind of where it started for me. I wasn't looking for that at all, but, um, you know, God had different plans, man. And, and it began, just began to begin to grow from there, you know, yeah. of getting, you know, in the, I, I was originally from the Austin diocese. Right. And so, getting on committees for DCYC and then, oh, you play? Okay, well, um, you know, serving that way and then our band leading DCYCs and um, Is there all the while. being on a committee? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like it. <laughs> get to plan an event. This is great. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, I mean, it was just great and I got to build relationships and that's yeah. that's what it's for, you know, that's what, what it, it was about for me. And then... Uh, the band was, I, you know, I began songwriting. I mean, we can talk about this later too, but all the while learning the guitar, I was writing songs. Mm. You know, I was writing songs. And 
when I started learning the Beatles songs as this junior, senior in high school, I was starting to write songs. I was writing my girlfriend's songs, you know, and then they'd break up with me when I showed them, you know, that happened like two times. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> so when I was going to marry my wife, I said, I am not writing. I'm going to write her a song for our first dance. And I'm because I'm not showing her yet because I, I really <laughs> like this girl. I don't want her to leave me. <laughs> and so she can't leave me once we see we're dancing to it, you know, after our vows. <laughs> Was it the song or the fact that you wrote a song that, that chased him away? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that it, nowadays, I think that would go awesome. You know, like <laughs> so many, I see so many kids like learning music and wanting to write songs. And, you know, music's just so accessible now that, you know, because yeah. of YouTube and all that. So. I don't know. This was prior to YouTube. So I'm like, how did they not like that? You know, Maybe it was just really bad. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, uh, right. so this yeah. is a question that, that I'm sure Matt would want to ask you. Um, Matt is a songwriter. He, he went to college in Nashville, majored in songwriting. Um, and nice. he can't be with us today, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you'd love him. <laughs> I'll tell you that you, you'd really like him. And his, yeah. he's a really talented musician and, and, uh, so with with songwriting, how do you start? Are, are you writing the lyrics first? Are you coming up with a melody and then finding words that go to it? Is it a little bit of both? Uh, I I think I heavenly uh, my my inspiration starts with with the music. Um, I doodle a lot on the guitar or mm. piano, whatever's I'm feeling or nearby, and then I just start to you know I I start to doodle melodies and lyrics nonsense lyrics is what i would call them mm -hmm. of what i'm feeling or what i'm going through sometimes i'll get a title that i like and i'll put you know i'll i'll stick that title on a note or something you know on my phone and um you know come back to it and see what that inspiration is like um but yeah it's usually the music and then doodling with chords and chord progressions and then i'll just see what comes up it comes comes out of that you know mm. Yeah. What would you say your style is? Like, um, do, do you fit into a genre? With our music? Just in general or what? In general, like, like the, the way yeah. that you write, the, the stuff that mm. you do. Um, I would say probably, I don't know what Coldplay and U2 would be called, rock or alternative rock, but I think that's what... That's what we would be. Um, okay. That's the way I would describe our music. One Republic, you know. Um, I I don't like genres, so it's 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 one <laughs> of those things. Are we a Christian band? And I always tell people we are not a Christian band, but we are Christians in a band. You know, it's like uh, this is my Christian haircut I got yesterday. How do you like it? You know, like <laughs> it's like does music really have to? You know, and I get the whole business thing, you know, and all that, you know, so. I get it. Christian but, haircut. I love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, I mean, we make Christian everything. We make it a genre instead of a lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And so um, am I less of a Christian because I go and play my songs in a bar, you know, where people are broken and lost and they're looking for hope? And then I play at mass the next day where people are broken and lost and are looking for hope. You know what I mean? Uh, like I, yeah. it's just like, I, I don't see any distinction between those. Yes, there's a distinction between reverence and sacred, you know, um, but as far as mission, you know, of, of what I do through music, um, I see it the same, 
You know, mm. I'm not going to jump off a speaker at mass. Of course, I'm not going to sing one Good. of my I songs. That. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have a guitar solo or whatever. Um, but the the heart is the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I want yeah. God to move in both of these places because there's people who will go to church. I've heard this said by John Foreman of Switchfoot, like in a God avoidance scheme, you know, um, to make mm. sure they don't have an encounter with God, you know, like they just go to go into maybe check a box, you know, but there's wounds, they're bleeding and they're putting band-aids on it instead of wanting surgery type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the heart of what I do musically um, is, is, is that same, you know, we're a mission, right? Like that's, that's the whole point of the of Christianity is being a mission and going out, you know. And so, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think uh, I don't remember what the original question was, but <laughs> <laughs> it's about yeah. genres, you know. Well, genres, so in, right? Right. In, like in, I don't in, see. In, yeah. Go ahead. In, in the same vein, like, all right, it's, it's your Christians in a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music that that you write, the music that you perform with "To Love and Rescue," uh, you know, you guys aren't a worship band. Right. Right. So that, I think that that's a safe categorization, right? Is if we're going right. to make a genre like a worship band, you, you're, you're doing it for a purpose. It's, it's a group of musicians playing for this kind of a thing. Right. But when, when you're out performing, I mean, is, are, are the songs things that you would say are, are they explicitly Christian? Are they, are they Christian at their core because of the heart that writes them? Yeah. Or, you know, how's, how's that working out? Yeah. They're definitely God inspired, right? Like I, okay. I, I'm anything I write, I'm going to measure through, uh, with my faith, like period. Um, I'm not going to use profanity cause I want to get this across, you know, or swear in this, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think at the core, you know, it's God inspired. Um, yeah. and that, and that means like uh, on the new album, I have a song called caramel coffee, which is about my wife, you know, like, I, wrote that I knew it was about your me. wife. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who else did you think it was about? You? <laughs> I knew it wasn't about me. I don't put any flavor in my coffee. But <laughs> That's right. Oh, my goodness. Um, All right. So I want to ask you about that because I think you did something really bold with this song. All right. Uh-oh, so, folks, okay. you're going to have to go on and, and uh, check out To Love and Rescue, their, their new album. But, all right, you, you call this song Caramel Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bold move. Okay. All right, because you chose a word that is pronounced at least four different ways. <laughs> right? So depending on where you're from in these United States, you're going to say caramel, caramel, or caramel, or right. caramel. Car- so, <laughs> so there's all these different ways, you know. You you picked as a song title a word that there could be debate about how to pronounce it correctly and now you're kind of standing on this is how it's said, this is how it's sung and deal with it. That's and right. I admire that tremendously, Jeremy. I mean, where would go? <laughs> I will tell you right now that was that uh pronunciation was the be- it sounded the best sung. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like I couldn't uh get away with caramel coffee or, or, or what did I say? Uh, no, what did you say was the other one? Um, caramel, 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 like, like, like Mount Carmel. I really like Mount Carmel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really work. <laughs> it doesn't. No, but so. I thought, I thought it was, first of all, it's a great song. Um, Thanks, and, and really, really sweet to your wife. Um, do you write to her a lot? And when you write, I songs? do. Um, so that song on that album was to her. Um, there's a song on EP one called orbiting satellites. Um, 
orbiting satellites is for her. Um, and that one has, that's probably the most honest song I've ever, ever written um, mm. for, for my wife because of, of almost losing her. Um, she became very sick and ill and um, she was, um, she became incoherent. She ended up having bacterial meningitis, which wow. like wiped her out. And so when we took, and we were coming from a, we were like, we couldn't even finish the youth conference and I had to take her to the ER and, um, and we didn't know what it was. And she became incoherent for like three days and couldn't say anything. And they took blood work and they said, Hey, you guys are like six days pregnant. And I was like, what? And so, you know, they were like, we got to find the right antibiotic right now, or you're going to lose, or we're going to lose your wife. And I was like, wow, no. And so, um, you know, uh, so I got to tell my wife she was pregnant when she came out of it before she even knew Now, how many husbands can do that. Wow. <laughs> I know. Crazy. It was like, babe, you're going to make it. They found that. And by the way, we're pregnant. And all she said was like, I'm sorry. I was like, no, no, this is a good thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was number three because uh, we have five kids. Wow. Um, but okay. nevertheless, like just that whole, uh, just taking all of those moments of n the unknown, right? And yeah. scared. And so you'll have to go back and listen to Orbiting Satellites. All right, um, but on. yeah, so that song, uh, City Lights Falling in Love is about her. We're going to make it the single that we had on our new album, on the full length album was about our relationship and, and like, she kicked me out of the house um like we this it was over right like we mm -hmm. went through all this with five kids and here i am out you know playing with the newsboys and mercy me and um i remember her we exchanged some heated text and um i just got done opening up for jeremy camp and she goes you're out of the house type of thing right and so it was like ah right and so wow. I, but I kept fighting for her. Like I, I was like, okay, man, who I am on stage is not who I am being at home. Right. I forgot. I mean, I wasn't abusive or anything, but I, it was like, okay, well I'm not loving my wife. Like yeah. I'm not giving her time, attention, helping with the kids like I should. Um, I'm saying I'm providing, you know, as I'm out doing these things. And she's home with five small children. You know what I mean? So so that was a rough time. Um, and, and so the We're Gonna Make It was inspired by those two years of me fighting for her, fighting for her, fighting for her. Um, and uh, really just singing that anthem out. Yeah. Um, and learning how to love, man. And, and there were things she did to me that I had to forgive. There were things I did to her that she... And it was just... It was, it was a beautiful reconciliation, you know? So... Um, but yeah, like, I mean, real, real, I write from real experiences and real moments. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind yeah. of what has always inspired me as a listener. Um, music has always gotten me through tough times, especially at home growing up. And so I was like, man, I want to do that for others, you know, and, and being authentic and being yourself and knowing who you are, I think, um, plays a huge role in, in the way I write. So, yeah. Yeah. What was it that that made you say I've, I've got to fight, I've got to fight for my wife. I've got to I've got to fight to keep her here, and I've got to, I've got to I've got to do something, to yeah. to change what I'm doing. Right. Um, know, like I, this this I, wasn't just a process of you telling her she should stick with you. Right. <laughs> it was no, you telling no, her that all. you were worth sticking with. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Very well said. Um, <laughs> you know, I think seeing my my grandparents or 
my grandparents being divorced, um, you know, before I knew my grandpa who played the drums and stuff like that. Right. And then my mom and dad divorcing when I was in college, I was like, you know, faith was already a very huge part of who I was. And so I was like, you know, surrounded by all these amazing men, um, who said, no, you, you will fight, you will have to fight. And, uh, even though I didn't want to, but I knew at the core, I was like, no, I don't, I want to stop the cycle of what's happening yeah. to my family. You know, I was like, and it was very much a spiritual warfare for me. Um, I won't go into some of the experiences I had, but, um, they were very, um, you know, that, that, those demons are real, right. As far as wanting yeah. to strip away and, and destroy the family. And, um, so I was like, no, I, I had good counseling as far as my friends and, and men who journeyed with me. And that's so important at whatever you do, right. Having those men journey with you, man. And, um, and really putting me in, you know, putting me in my place and, and, but also listening, you know, and so, and then tell and willing to fight with me or, or encouraging me to keep fighting. Yeah. And so, and I loved her. I mean, that's why I married her. Right. Like, it's like, I wasn't going to give that up too early, right? Like, come on. <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of what's wrong with our world, you know? It's it's just easy. It's easy to let, it's easy to to say goodbye, you know? Um, yeah, in that I sense. think it, in a lot of ways, it's it's easier to give up. Or give up, there you go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. easier to say, all right, well, I, something's broken, so it's broken forever. Right. But when you take that, that approach that says there's something here, and I, I don't want to let it go. I, I want to make sure that I've I've done everything. I've put myself out there. And then I think your your inspiration to say I want to break the cycle, because if this is what you've experienced generationally in your own family, to say I want to break that cycle and, and I, I want to give something different. Yeah. And then you're seeing the fruit now. <laughs> right, <laughs> the, right. The beautiful reconciliation and now oh, your kids man, are older. Yeah. We're thriving, uh, man. Like it's yeah. so good, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah. that's why I wrote caramel coffee <laughs> or caramel <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so, um, you're right though, man. Like that's, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that's it. That's a good question, man. So how did, uh, let, let's jump for a second. Cause that's, that's really good stuff. But, um, so you, you kind of come off the road then for a gave while. Mu- yeah. I gave music up for a year. Um, that was hard. That's, that's a huge um, that's a huge personal sacrifice that is um, but it's the most important thing right because it's absolutely <laughs> the right thing to do right, right. You know, lest anybody think that i'm <laughs> gonna focus too much on the wow you gave up a lot no yeah, like, yeah what a beautiful thing you did to to put that on hold right and to make that sacrifice but it's after that that to love and rescue comes into existence right that's that's correct yeah so the right. the former band was called Soundwave. i mean we were that's when we were getting opportunities to open up for Newsboys, Mercy Me. Um, you know, I wrote with Matt Marr, Stoogie from Delirious, you know, like all these mm. connections were happening and the band got very toxic, you know, um, even opening up, playing these type of concerts and festivals and stuff, right? So, wow. um, yeah, and then to, after all that happened, took a year off and then ended up getting a uh, a gig at the Diocese of Brownsville down you know down south of Texas and um was having lunch with the the 
um, coordinator for youth ministry for the diocese and, and all that. And we were just having, we were talking about life. And I think, she, you know, I was like, man, I, you know, I think I'm ready to start another, like start a band, but I don't have a band. <laughs> and, um, but I don't, Jeremy Rodriguez isn't like, it's not like Ed Sheeran, right? Like it's, it's, it, there's, nobody's going to come see Jeremy Rodriguez. Who is that? <laughs> and so, um, so anyways, I, we're, I was just like, man, rescue, love and rescue, you know, might be a cool name or something to go under. She goes, what about to love and rescue? She goes, it's an action. I was like, Ooh, I like that. You know, I really do. She goes, yeah, it's an action. Like you're, 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 you're singing to these people, you're getting them, you're giving them something like, uh, it's, it's more of a movement than just a band, you know? I was like, oh, mm. that's even cooler, you know? So yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I, I really like, so I attribute that to her, you know, kind of inspiring that, you know? So um, To Love and Rescue is is our band name. It's also an action, but it is also a movement. Like we want people to take these songs and make them their own and learn, you know, learn how to love man and like everybody's mm. called to love right we're all called to do that and we're all called to rescue but that doesn't mean we can rescue everyone it's like if i'm going to reach out a hand you may want to take it or not but that's your choice but at least i'm there for you you know um mm. so so yeah i started to love and rescue and um you know wrote with matt marr in that and released uh, awake my soul you know i love you which was kind of the main song of that ep1 and then after EP one, I had a couple another guitarist with me, and then after that, started building the band. Um, after being kind of solo under to Love and Rescue, you know, so <laughs> um, so yeah, here we are today, man. Like man, you know, just continue to grind, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All so. right, so to Love and Rescue, and you're seeing not just the not just a band, but a movement, a mission. Yeah, uh, I, I I love. I love that approach, right? But go go back to that time when you you put music on hold for a year, and it was to love and rescue. It was to love your wife, to rescue mm-hmm. your your marriage, right? Right. Um, and to, in the end, also you like to love yourself, right? To rescue yourself, right? Uh, it's easy, I think, to look at. I, I was opening for Newsboys for Mercy Me. There's there's a big mission there because those are big impact bands that are hitting a lot of like a, a, a broad audience. Right. Uh, so is the is the mission to to hit as as wide a mark as possible to mm. to be palatable to as many people? Yeah. Or is the mission a lot closer to home? Like right here, this is the place where that movement has to happen first, and it's only if it happens here in the home. It's only if it happens with within the family. It's, yeah. it's only if it happens with those those men who are walking with me right. uh, in in these communities. You're coaching baseball at yeah. is that St. Paul? Is that Saint? yes, St. Paul, St. Yep. Paul in Shiner, Texas. <laughs> yeah, right, home of the Bach. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> you know, if 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 you're doing that right there, yeah, in in that town with that team with with your family with your wife and and your five kids that impact is huge mm. and, and so necessary. I think sometimes we get caught up in the, like how many, how many people can I reach? Right. Like how, how far, and that's it, not that it's bad to reach lots of people. Sure. 
right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's nice to know that like I think the first episode that we had that got to a thousand plays, I was like, I was all giddy and excited. Like a thousand <laughs> people actually listened to this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it's exciting. Like there's something yeah. really cool about it. And then at the same time, I go, that doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, because if, if I'm if I'm no good with the the people in my own parish who I'm talking to every day, yeah. What difference does does reaching all these other people make? Like, if if I can't do this at home with my family, what what difference does it make? Right. It, it, I think that's my perspective now. Like, that's my lifestyle now. You know, like I asked my wife if I could start to love and rescue. You know, this it wasn't just my decision. You right. know, and going back to square one. You know, so she saw what she saw the the vision of it right um and with her beautiful yes you know i was able to do that and so um the band and i will never be on the road for more than two weeks if that ever comes to fruition Mm. you know um so that's like for catholic heart if i'm gone for two weeks i'm home at least two weeks before i go back out on the road um to make sure you know, I'm investing in my family, you know, and yeah. loving them the way they should be loved. Um, so, you know, there's, there's boundaries, right? There's boundaries. Um, and I'm a little older too. So that's, I'm at peace with if I, if we're just this little local band, great, you know, um, if God has different plans that we go on tour with Switchfoot next year, you know, like that's, that's amazing, you know? Um, I think that'd be great, you know? So, um, I love to dream, but I love to, um, make sure that within my dream, um, there's my wife and my kids cause that's my vocation. And, and the same thing for the band members, you know, um, the bass player, it's like, look, man, I know this is a hard, you know, this, it's hard for you to get away during your week. You know, we went to Nashville and it was his daughter's weekend birthday and and things Mm. like that, you know, um, and he he scheduled the birthday around the Nashville trip, you know. Um, and just doing that, you know, making sure everything worked before he left was, um, I think, showed his wife that, okay, yes, he's putting, there's always going to be these kind of agendas, right, and these things that we have to work around, you know. But if you see the effort of me loving or us loving our wives and our kids, first you know um i think it makes sense for everything else you know um yeah so just, well, and, and you put it so beautifully um well earlier, i think you, know, you so. i think you're demonstrating the priorities that there are some things that, that are more important and and if if there's nothing else that's the witness right right that yeah there, exactly. there are things that exactly. matter more than uh being famous things that matter more than right. than the money there's there's things that are just are just more important and when you make that the priority, I mean, that's part of breaking the cycle too. Yeah. That yeah, cycle yeah, of brokenness yeah. that, that exists in our world, it, it only happens when, when not only do we reprioritize certain things, but we're also ready to say, this is the most important stuff. And I'm going to make every, <laughs> every seeming sacrifice. And, you know, in the right. eyes of the world, this is a sacrifice, but you know how, how worthwhile it is. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. that's, that's how why that cycle I, I love talking about embracing the suffering, you know, yeah. like, I teach, uh, you know, I talk to my kids about it, to the youth that I minister to. Like, I was like, this is, this is where you, you know, um, this is the answer. It really is. You know, if you can learn to embrace that, that cross that you carry, 
you know so um man but yeah that's, that's good awesome. stuff man so yeah. thank you thank you I, I really appreciate it good luck you got this the state playoffs now for uh yeah. <laughs> for yes. st paul's baseball good luck i, I hope that you. goes well yes us too um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah, I'll, I'll be following i'm gonna check it out online so see where i can find you guys all right yeah, i feel we'll i feel like texas televises that uh they will yes I mean, I know, I know you guys well, not, are really big on football. You're going to televise all yes. your high school football exactly. But uh, this will be like... online. Yes, this will okay. be online. So <laughs> I'll send you the link. Um, Sweet. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, um, you got a song for us, maybe? Yeah. Uh, let's do it. That would be awesome. All right, folks. This is the uh, this is the first song ever recorded live on <laughs> the tangent. On Veritas Catholic Network. That's so Jeremy cool. Rodriguez of To Love and Rescue. Rocking out for us. There you go. Um, let me turn on my... I cut off the reverb to speak to you, so now I'm going to turn it on to sing. Can you hear it? Yeah. All right. I mean, was there any song you wanted me to sing or what? Man, you play or... this on your heart. Okay. Um I mean, I'll play, since we were talking about we're going to make it, I'll play that. Uh, Sweet. How's that? Is that okay? That sounds great. All right. Can you hear the guitar? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah? good. Okay, cool. All right. Um, here we go. Letting go of all the hurt that we have held on for so long. Can we see a way to show the world what love is meant to be? I will fight for you. Will you fight for me? We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it all right. Life will bloom inside. But to grow, we need the sun and rain. Hold me close Hold me close cause I don't like to be alone There is more than you see, there is less than I know But together we can dream Will I fight for you? As you fight for me We're gonna make it, we're gonna make it alright Life will bloom inside But to grow we need the sun and rain We're gonna make it We're gonna make it alright Don't give up, that's fine A beautiful sunrise Life will bloom inside 
start to grow We need the sun and rain That's awesome. There you go, man. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, Thank yeah. Thank you. <laughs>